The KDLM Sports Wrap. They're embarrassing Adam Thielen, for goodness sake. <laughs> kind of sad, though, that we didn't have 60,000 people there on uh, Sunday to give Kirk Cousins a proper greeting when he left at halftime. Oh, that would have been great. Weekdays at 930 and on demand at KDLMRadio.com. Three and five never felt so good, did it, me boy? We'll take it. Vikings win big yesterday. Never a doubt in my mind that we'd beat the Lions after all the the trash that was spoken our way about Everson Griffin and this defense. Lions can't even have the right number of defensive players on the field. We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. This is the KDLM Sports Shop on a rainy Monday morning. Only rainy outside, but not in the hearts of Vikings fans. As uh, They win big yesterday, 34-20. to Dalvin Cook. Dominant performance again by number 33. We're actually going to talk to Matthew Collar, second half of the wrap, to get his take on the game. You can find his stuff online at purpleinsider.com. We're going to run through some NFL scores from yesterday. We're going to uh, recap some high school football and uh, recap the Gophers game as well. Never a doubt there <laughs> either. The 0-2 Gophers at the 0-2 Fighting Illini. Somebody has to win, and Gophers coming on top there. Let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports, beginning with those Minnesota Vikings. Rewind time. First and 10 from the 30. Handoff. Dalvin shakes. Attack one the 25. And the race is on. And he's loose. Touchdown. 70-yard touchdown this time by the best in the business, baby, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, a career-high 206 rushing yards yesterday. Two touchdowns as the Vikings push by the Detroit Lions. 34-20 at U.S. Bank Stadium. Kirk Cousins, not too bad. 220 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Two touchdowns to Irv Smith Jr. and the other to Amir Abdullah. Minnesota's won two divisional games in a row. They improved to 3-5. and five. Matt Patricia, head coach of the Lions, for how much longer is the question this morning? Talks about not being able to contain Dalvin Cook at all yesterday. Obviously, they played a great game today. Uh, we did not. Um, certainly, we got to stop the run. Uh, you know, their run game is, is some of the best in the league, and obviously, Cook is one of the best guys after contact, um, you know, in the league, and he proved that again today. Dalvin Cook talks about how that 70-yard touchdown developed. I seen my guys get on some guys, and, and it's a league, you know, you're going to have to break one or two tackles, too to get where you're going. And I just playing in the NFL. And I had a guy that was in the hole, and I knew if I broke his tackle, it was some guys misfitting, and I had some daylight. Here's the controversy on that 70-yard touchdown by Dalvin Cook, is the Lions only had 10 guys on the field. They could have used one more. Desmond Trufant talks about that. I mean, it's just something we can't do. You know, I mean, there's really no, no explanation. When you do something like that, you know, you give them an opportunity, and they took advantage, so... You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Vikings Monday Night Football at Soldier Field taking on the 5-4 and four Chicago Bears next Monday night. Other NFL scores. Drew Brees throws for four touchdowns as the Saints smash Tom Brady and the Bucks 38-3 on Sunday Night Football in Tampa. New Orleans running for 138 yards as they improve to 6-2. and two. Tom Brady throwing for three picks. The Buccaneers are 6-3. and Three. Tua Tungo-Vailoa throwing for 248 yards and two touchdowns. The Dolphins edge the Cardinals 34-31 in Glendale. The second straight win for Tua's Dolphins since he was named the starter. Dolphins are 3-5. and five. 
Seattle Seahawks in the news as well, extending the contract of head coach Pete Carroll. ESPN reporting that the multi-year deal will make the 69-year-old one of the highest-paid coaches in the NFL, allowing him to finish his career in Seattle, reported to be a five-year deal through 2025. So he'll be 74 years old when the deal expires. And at that point, he'll be old enough to run for president. The Washington football team having some quarterback issues. Kyle Allen dislocating his ankle in a 23-20 loss at home to the Giants. Alex Smith stepping in quarterback for Washington through his first touchdown since making his return from that gruesome leg injury nearly a year ago, that uh, over a year ago, that nearly ended his career. Washington drops to 2-6 and six in the loss. Other scores from yesterday, Tennessee over Chicago 24-17. Atlanta beats Denver 34-27. Buffalo Bills 44 Seattle Seahawks 34, Kansas City beats Carolina 33-31 in CMC's return, Houston over Jacksonville 27-25, Baltimore beats Indy 24-10, LA, excuse me, LV, the Las Vegas Raiders beats the LA Chargers 31-26, and Pittsburgh over the quarterbackless Dallas Cowboys 24-19. Lakers took the field on Saturday at Moberg Field. A weird noon game on Saturday. Gorgeous weather for it, though. Usually when we're playing football on on November 7th, uh, it's usually dark by the time like the middle of the second quarter happens. I, I like noon football on Saturdays. It's it's not a not a bad deal, other than the result of the game. DGF coming to town, both teams undefeated entering the field, and only DGF leaves undefeated. They beat Detroit Lakes 16 16- to eight strong showing by the DGF defense. Laker offense struggling uh, to establish the run game, resorting to the pass uh, during the second half. Four interceptions for for Matthew Tompkin as the Lakers needed to get something going, and they have another tough test coming up this Wednesday. Short turnaround as they travel to Pequot Lakes. We'll have that game on the radio for you. Five thirty pregame show kickoff at six o'clock. So at least Charlie and I get back to town an hour early on Wednesday. Lakers versus Pequot Lakes on Wednesday for the regular season finale, and then we'll have to wait and see where the playoff matches uh, pl- play out. Uh, likely, uh, we'll know by Friday, Saturday at the latest, who will play on Monday, because there's five teams in Section 8-4A. Looking at the standings right now, Ricori is number one, Grand Rapids is number two, Detroit Lakes at 4-1, and one, they are number three, Wilmer also 4-1, and one. their one loss coming to Ricori, and then Little Falls, uh, the bottom feeders in Section 8-4-A. And the way things stack up is the 4th and 5th teams will play on Monday, November 16th. And then the winner of that game advances to take on either the number 1... Well, Yeah, it'll be the number 1 seed, probably going to be at Ricori is where we're, we're going to play that one. Unless the Lakers, of course, get the number 3 seed, in which case we'll pack up and haul out to Grand Rapids. Unless these games are played at closer neutral sites, depending on COVID. I'm not sure that the situation there on where games will be played, because Grand Rapids is a haul. Even Gregory and, and Wilmer uh, far out there. But we've seen Bemidji play Edina. We've, we've seen teams make these long road trips, so my guess is, is it'll be fine. It's just if we're, if we're going to go all the way to Grand Forks, not Grand Forks, if we're going to go all the way to Grand Rapids, or if we're going to uh, find some neutral site to play, and that will be the question. But Lakers play Wednesday, could potentially play Monday the 16th, unless they're that three seed, in which case they would play on Friday the 20th. Could be at Moberg Field if they sneak into the two seed. Could be uh, at Grand 
Rapids could be at Ricori. We just we just don't know. We'll have to find out uh, when seating becomes official this Friday the 13th. Look at other scores from high school football over the weekend. A bunch of games on Thursday, including Wadena Deer Creek and Warroad. Warroad coming out on top of that one, 30-8. OTC smashes Staples Motley 57-13. to Manoman Waban survives the Frazee Hornets in overtime on Thursday night, 22-20. to Pequot Lakes, the Lakers' opponent on Wednesday, they hang 45 points on Thief River Falls, 45-7. to And Moorhead shutting out Brainerd, 48 Nothing. Games on Friday, Rothsay beating Sabika 28-14. Verndale over Ordenville 20-6. Bertha Hewitt getting shut out by Mountain Iron Buell 20-0. Red Lake County 48, Lake Park Audubon nothing. Ricori beating Delano 20-7 in a Section 8-4A game. Park Rapids shut out by Fergus Falls 35-0 on Friday night. Pelican Rapids beating Underwood 32-8. West Central Area, Ashby beating Pillager 28-20. Purim hanging 42 points on East Grand Forks. They snapped that three-game losing streak. Wheaton Herman Norcross over Brandon Evansville 40-20. Holly survives Crookston 34-32. Little Falls, they lose to Zimmerman 41-14. Browerville Eagle Valley hanging 61 points on Parker's Prairie. Final there, 61-34. Wilmer, another Section 8-4A rival, beating Big Lake 20-7. Big Lake is looking for a game this Wednesday, if anybody knows somebody. Let's see, Barnesville stays undefeated. They beat Breckenridge 44-22. Bemidji over Alexandria 27-14. And Nevis beating Norman County East. Eulen hit it all 41-34 on Friday night. And goal from the two. Morgan looking to the sideline to get the play signaled in. Waits, gets the snap. They give it to Ibrahim. Stutters out of one tackle, trying to push forward. The stack is pushing, 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 still pushing like a rugby scrum. Close, close, close. Got to be a touchdown. No signal. There it is. Touchdown. Minnesota Golden Gophers. One of four touchdowns for for Mohamed Ibrahim against the Illini on Saturday afternoon as the Gophers Get the win column for the first time this year, beating the Illini 41-14. to Ibrahim, 30 carries, 224 yards. He's got eight touchdowns the last two weeks combined. Tanner Morgan was 17-27 of 27 for 216 yards and a touchdown as the Gophers move to 1-2 and two after their first win of the season. They take on Iowa on Friday night. P.J. Fleck, uh, pretty happy with the way his team played in Champaign on Saturday afternoon. I said at the beginning of the year, it's going to be a little rough, uh, but as those guys get more experience and they get more confidence and, and they continue to play together, they're going to get better. And that's all we're talking about is getting better. 2020 is about getting better. There, there are so many things in 2020 that are out of our control. Uh, we talk about pressure and stress. Pressure is what you can control. Stress is what you cannot control. There's a lot of teams and there's a lot of people, a lot of individuals that it, it's hard to be able to live in 2020 right now. Just keep growing, getting better, keep playing together, keep working together and keep practicing together and do everything we can to make the most this crazy year. Second half of the sports wrap, we're joined by Matthew Collar of purpleinsider.com to recap the Vikings win yesterday and preview a game against the struggling Chicago Bears coming up Monday night, a week from today. Matthew Collar from purpleinsider.com next on the wrap.
I'm Chris Rose with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Round two of Brady versus Breeze turned out to be a one-sided affair. With the Saints blowing out the Bucks 38-3, Drew Breeze threw four scores while Tom Brady threw three picks. The Steelers survived a scare in Dallas, winning 24-19. Pittsburgh now has their first 8-0 start in franchise history. Russell Wilson was unusually sloppy in Seattle's 44-34 loss to the Bills, throwing a pair of picks and fumbling twice. Christian McCaffrey made his first appearance since week two, and his Panthers nearly pulled off the upset in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes threw for 372 yards and four scores in the two-point win over Carolina. The Dolphins have back-to-back wins with Tua as their starter, their latest a 34-31 win over the Cards. And Dalvin Cook continues to run all over teams, this time for 206 and a couple of scores in a 34-20 win over the Lions. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The University of Minnesota football team notched its first win of the season with a 41-14 victory at Illinois on Saturday. Golden Gopher head coach P.J. Flex says there was a common theme heading into last Saturday's game in Champaign. Get better. That's the whole message of the week. You know, people are always going to value the wins and losses. Um, we have to do everything we te- can to teach these young men that it's not just the wins and losses that you need to value. It's, it's how you play and how you live and how you act and how you treat people and how you create change. And that's what we're going to continue to do. That's that's what we're going to bring to this program. That's where we're going to be as long as I'm here. And they responded really well because we never talked about being 0 2. Never really talked about that. We just talked about why we were, why we lost, and how we could get better and grow from that. That's what we have to continue to put our value in. And if our players do that, nights like tonight happen. Flex says the defense stepped up. I said at the beginning of the year it's going to be a little rough, uh, but as those guys get more experience and they get more confidence and, and they continue to play together, they're going to get better. And that's all we're talking about is getting better. 2020 is about getting better. There, there are so many things in 2020 that are out of our control. Uh, we talk about pressure and stress. Pressure, what you can control. Stress is what you cannot control. There's a lot of teams and there's a lot of people, a lot of individuals that it, it's hard to be able to live in 2020 right now. Just keep growing, getting better, keep playing together, keep working together, keep practicing together, and do everything we can to make the most of this crazy year. The Gophers will now host Iowa this Friday night. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a rainy Monday morning here in the Lakes area, but only raining the hearts of Lions fans. Vikings win yesterday, thirty-four to twenty. We're joined on the phone by Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. You can find all the stuff online at purpleinsider.com. How are you doing today, Matthew? I am doing well, and I think you're right. Vikings fans may be seeing the sun on a uh, rainy day. Right, and uh, Dalvin Cook, a huge part of that. Career game yesterday, back-to-back really, really good weeks for number 33. I mean, I am looking for more words to describe what he's able to do. I mean, there were runs yesterday where you thought he was going to be taken down easily in the backfield and he dodges a tackler where he makes a catch in the open field and, and just said to somebody, I, I mean, I'm, it's like on a weekly basis, he is doing <laughs> things that you've only seen from some of the best running backs of all time. And, and, I, and I don't mean to be overly hyperbolic, but we're talking about over 200 yards yesterday. Uh, we're talking about numbers that Adrian Peterson put up and, you know, like coincidental that Adrian Peterson was in the building, but his last two games are 
better in terms of rushing yards than any two-game stretch that Adrian Peterson ever had. And he's also adding to the passing game. And he makes a key block on a touchdown pass to Irv Smith. I mean, his additions, um, not only in the running game, but you know, last week the screen pass against Green Bay where he takes it for a touchdown. So helping Kirk Cousins in so many areas, I mean, he is the true superstar that they – thought he was going to be and you know the uh, debates over the contract and everything like that I mean I, I think he's showing exactly what his value is exactly his stat line the last two weeks 369 rushing yards five touchdowns also has caught four passes for 109 yards and another score that's just that's phenomenal I was on your site this morning uh, purpleinsider.com and you wrote a piece called Vikings will be sad when Matt Patricia gets fired. Uh, looking back at the, the Dalvin 70-yard run yesterday, Lions only had 10 men on the field. From the outside looking in, how bad are things for Patricia and the Lions right now? Well, you know, there were talks uh, a couple of weeks ago when the Vikings were 1-5 about Mike Zimmer and hot seats. And, uh, you know, I think Matt Patricia and the Lions are an example of what can happen if you move on from a good coach that there's always the possibility you hire a bad one. I mean, mm-hmm. you remember a couple of years ago the Lions had Jim Caldwell and they were 9-7 and seven and then they decided that wasn't good enough. But those battles between Jim Caldwell and Mike Zimmer were a lot of really – good games, and uh, and the Lions were a a decently coached team, and since Matt Patricia has taken over, Mike Zimmer and the the Vikings have just steamrolled the Lions every time they've played, and I was really marveling at some of the strange coaching. I mean, you mentioned 10 men on the field giving up the touchdown to Delvin Cook. Uh, That's coaching right there for sure, but then just some odd decisions. I mean, the Vikings had several cornerbacks out, and it seemed like they were content to hand the ball to Adrian Peterson over and over again. And, you know, no offense to the legacy of Adrian Peterson in the NFL, but he's not even the best running back on that team now, and yet they weren't giving the ball to DeAndre Swift. And I thought in many different areas it was really puzzling their game plan against the Vikings. It's like they had never seen the Vikings play before. And, uh, you know, that's – I mean, how many times have they faced the, the Vikings, and yet they're still, um, you know, allowing Delvin Cook to break off big runs, allowing Kirk Cousins to have play action throws. So, you know, it's funny because uh, they're going to play the Lions at, at the end of the season, and if they do get back in this race and they stay hot, I mean, you want the Lions to keep this coach because, <laughs> I mean, they, Mike Zimmer has just beaten them every single time. So I know that my headline was harsh, but um, it is remarkable to me that uh, how poorly coached the Lions are. Let's talk about the Matt Stafford uh, hit uh, by Eric Wilson. Armand Watts knocking him out of the game on that sack early in the fourth. Uh, Chase Daniel comes in. Stafford clears concussion protocol but decides not to come back into the game. Do you think that was uh, more the Lions waving the white flag, or was that more frustration on Stafford's part not to come back in? Well, you know, I, I, I'm a little confused by the concussion protocol there because I saw the play and I heard from the press box Matt Stafford's head hit Armand Watts' knee. Hmm. And I'm not a doctor. I wasn't in the injury tent. But Matt Stafford, to me, looked like he was concussed. He he looked like a guy that should not go back in that football game. And when you're already down in the game and you've suffered an injury like that, even if they're telling you 
you've passed the protocol. I mean, uh, I've seen plenty of times where on Sunday we, you know, don't see any injuries, and then on Monday or, or Wednesday the injury report comes out and it says that somebody had a concussion that it was kind of discovered later. So, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I've seen this happen plenty of times where, you know, someone is able to pass the concussion protocol on that moment uh, on the field, and then later on, um, it, it kind of sets in. So I think it was smart for Stafford to do that. I think anytime you're talking about a head injury, um, you really have to be careful and, and not um, risk it, especially somebody who's gone through so many injuries like Stafford. But I could see where, you know, people would look at it and say, well, that's kind of giving up, you know, as opposed to coming back in to fight. But I, I think with an injury like that, you should be careful even if they tell you you're okay. We're talking to Matthew Collar of Purple Insider online at purpleinsider.com. Couple miscues by that young Viking secondary. Uh, the one that comes to mind was that whiff tackle on the Marvin Jones touchdown. Uh, Stafford and Daniel yesterday combined 31 for 45, two touchdowns, three picks, two of those by linebackers, the other by Harrison Smith. What are your thoughts on the way that Chris Boyd, Jeff Gladney, and company played yesterday? Well, you know, I think it was an improvement. Uh, you could see where Mike Zimmer, I think, was trying to keep everything in front of him. Uh, and, and that's going to be the strategy from now on that. They're going to try to protect these corners as much as they can by giving them linebacker help, by giving them safety help over the top, and trying not to give up big plays. And if a team wants to have a 15-play drive where you know they're throwing short passes to the tight ends or the number three receiver, um, I think that Mike Zimmer is going to give you that because this is not the defense from 2017 anymore. And I think that's one of the big adjustments, and we saw that from Green Bay as well. Uh, last week where Aaron Rodgers in a, in a couple of touchdown drives needed something like 10, 12, 13 plays, and that's just hard to do. And then you could try to get the other team into third down situations. That's when you could send your pressures and things like that. I mean, I thought that the corners played better um, than they have uh, earlier this season. That is a very low bar to top. But I think that what you're seeing, again, we were talking about the coaching, is Mike Zimmer is able to scheme this team to at least have a decent defensive performance a couple of weeks in a row and it it was similar kind of to uh the seattle game as well where it was just you know make them dink and dunk don't give up big plays and then try to be opportunistic and and that's what they were um you know they were able to get those interceptions which were on matt stafford and i'll admit to having a a rant about stafford being overrated on the post-game podcast because Mm -hmm. those were some bad picks but you know that's that's what the, the Vikings defense is going to have to do. Get teams into the red zone, try to get stops, get them on third downs and try to get stops. And if you look at some of the offenses that they have coming up on the schedule, you know, I mean, they might be able to turn around some of those numbers that looked very, very ugly earlier in the season, despite all of the injuries and, and the youth on the defense. Yeah, Vikings now 3-5. and five. Could easily be 5-3 be and three if, if the end of that Tennessee game is different, if the end of the Seattle game is different. Are we cheering for the Vikings to get into the expanded playoffs? Tank for Trevor likely out of play now. What should Vikings fans be cheering for? Yeah, I think that right now the uh, fan base is probably pretty split. I, I would guess you have a lot of people who look at a win like that and say, oh, great, a win over the Lions that hurts our draft status for next year. Um, and then the other half is saying, hey, uh, you look at this schedule, and the, the Chicago Bears are no great shakes. The, they have a very, very poor offense. And then you have you know, Dallas that is on their, what, third or fourth quarterback this yep. year. You have Jacksonville. 
Um, that they, they, they played a backup quarterback yesterday. You know, you've got even you know, Carolina um, has played a lot of tough games, and Teddy Bridgewater's their quarterback. We know what he can do, but you know, they're not a great team either. They're like a rebuilding team as well. So you look at a lot of winnable games, and then even the good teams, like we saw Tampa Bay, is vulnerable and does not uh, always come out and play great because we wasted our times last night watching uh, them play New Orleans. Wow. So you know you could talk you could talk yourself into it. The only thing is I I think I'm a little skeptical at the moment, um, just because you know this Vikings team does still have a lot of weaknesses, and I think what we're seeing is you know every week um, you could come out and play your best or your worst in the NFL this year. And um, if you make any mistakes down the stretch, if you're the Vikings, you have two or three losses or, or, or games that go uh, not your way on a bounce or a one-point loss, then you're just out of the playoffs. So, I mean, of course, I, you know, I think if they win against Chicago, then you know, they're right back in contention and fans should really um, be rooting for them. But I, think, I also think that now they're showing they are too good to be in the tanks for Trevor conversation, which I, I think we always thought that even when they were one and five. Now, you mentioned the the Chicago Bears-Vikings Monday Night Football next week at Soldier Field, and the Bears have, have struggled. That might be an understatement. They won five of their first six games. They've lost three straight. But if you look at the box score from yesterday, you see 335 passing yards from Nick Folds, and then you look at the rushing stats. David Montgomery leading the way with 30 yards, Cordero Patterson second with 13, and the third leading rusher yesterday for the Bears was linebacker Barkevius Mingo, who had a, a big fourth down uh, conversion on an 11-yard run in the second quarter. And that is, uh, other than, than Foles putting up some some big numbers, that's, that's an anemic Bears offense next Monday night. Yeah, and a lot of that is um, playing from behind for most of that game mm-hmm. uh, with Nick Foles throwing. It, it's very clear that you know, not only do they have troubles at the quarterback position, but they also have... Uh, tremendously poor and beat up offensive line. And I think here in Minnesota, we know the effects of having a poor offensive line, which, yeah. you know, side note, the offensive line was really good for the Vikings for the second straight day, which it was is, uh, almost odd to see. But, you know, so the, the tables will be turned, I guess, when they go to Chicago, um, considering that the Bears are dealing with those issues. And I also think that they have a coaching issue as well, where Matt Nagy came into the league uh, as a head coach, um, and had some success early on, and then it, it seemed like the rest of the league figured him out, and he hasn't adjusted. Um, but yet the Vikings, it's a nightmare when it comes to playing at Soldier Field. I think that they've lost something like 14 of their last 20 games at Soldier Field or 15 of their last 20. It's, it's always been you know, problematic for them. So this, this is going to be a, a, a real telling game because, you know, Chicago kind of has the thing that tends to get to the Vikings. They have a great defensive line. And if, uh, you know, they could disrupt Dalvin Cook, I think that changes everything. Even Kirk Cousins will tell you if Dalvin Cook's not running and he can't use play action and they have to drop straight back that, you know, this offense has some problems. So, you know, I, th- I think it's a really good test to decide whether, you know, you should be looking at this team saying, hey, they're coming for you. Or you should be saying, "Oh, okay, it's you know, it's kind of a lost season." Because if they go to three and six, uh, it's going to be really, really tough to come back. But four and five, all of a sudden, you're kind of right in that mix. Matthew, someone wants to find your stuff online. Where can they find you at? Yeah, people can uh, hear the podcast and the uh, the Lions coaching rant if they search <laughs> uh, "Purple Insider" wherever you get the podcast, and uh, go to purpleinsider.com to see the written work. All right, fantastic. Matthew Collin, Purple Insider. Have a great rest of your week, my friend. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. So we dude. All right. He goes with the Matthew Collars Purple Insider podcast on Saturday mornings here on KDLM. 10 o'clock. I'm sure we'll get some good, always some good stuff. He's got some really good guests on there from, from Sam Ekstrom of Zone Coverage. He's got ESPN's Courtney Cronin on there every once in a while. Some some former NFL players. We'll see what, uh, what he, who he brings on to, to chat Bears football, Bears and Vikings Monday night. On the broadcast schedule tonight, uh, a, a fantastic Stop what you're doing and watch this football game worthy game on Monday Night Football tonight. New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Jets haven't won a game all year. Patriots have struggled mightily offensively. And the only reason I'm watching this game is I need 26 points from Cam Newton to sneak out a fantasy win tonight. Cam Newton. Oh my goodness. Hopefully he can put up some points against the Jets. 6.30 pregame show tonight on KDLM. Kickoff right around 7.20. Look at the rest of the broadcast schedule. Laker football coming up on Wednesday evening as they travel to Pequot Lakes. And then go for football on Friday night, 6 o'clock kickoff from TCF Bank Stadium. I had to think about which bank stadium the Gophers play at. TCF Bank Stadium, the Hawkeyes and Floyd of Rosedale making the trip up to Minneapolis for a 6 o'clock kickoff on Friday. Hawkeyes are 1-2. and two. They schlacked Michigan State on Saturday, 49 to seven after dropping games to Purdue and number twenty third ranked Northwestern Wildcats. You're in tune to KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, just after ten o'clock. Here's CBS News. Author Zeke begins next.